Drive Time on IFM 88.3 with Shafiq Kalumo. Weekdays, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Ten minutes past the hour of five on IFM Drive Time. Welcome to Politics of the Day. What's happening on the Mzansi scene? Rise Mzansi Eastern Cape has adopted a people's manifesto to address the social and political issues in the Eastern Cape province and South Africa. And the manifesto focuses on quite a lot of things here. Uh, looking at leadership, governance, keeping people safe, economy and jobs, individual and family well-being and a climate crisis. There is also a lot of things that I've heard of from the leader of Rise Mzansi, Songa Zozibi, speaking about, and uh, those are very important things that we can look into and talk about. But uh, to talk more about uh, this on the line, I have been joined by Rise Mzansi National Leader um, Collective and uh, co- uh, Convener for Rise Mzansi Eastern Cape, Pumla Ngesi. Greetings to you, ma'am. Welcome to IFM and welcome to Drive Time. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Um, greetings, Safik. Thank you so much for having me at this moment. It is a pleasure. So to begin with, can you please share with us more about the, you know, the process of creating the People's Manifesto? How were the voices of the Eastern Cape province incorporated into this document? Thank you. When Rise Mzansi, um, in fact, before Rise Mzansi even got launched, mm. um, the people of the Eastern Cape were kind of... Um, showing signs of wanting change. Then, uh, in the past year, we had the rise in Zanzi um, National Leadership Collective going around the province, street by street, town halls, policy gatherings. And um, in on the 6th of October, people were passed. Um, they were actually flown. They were not passed, you know. Mm. We took them... Um, by flight to be part of the people's convention so in our community we sat you know wherever we could find space be it on the street under a tree under a tent in a church um in an auditorium in boardrooms we sat with the people of the eastern cape um in the targeted areas that Ryzen Zanzi um, is focusing on, such as in your Oartambo, Buffalo City Metro, and Nelson Mandela Bay. Mm. Listening. A better part of those uh, proceedings, the leaders were listening. People were talking, and we were listening. So that's what um, happened, the crisscrossing and the listening the dotting down of everything that people were saying and then going back to the boardroom. Not uh, um, not to decide, but to go through what the people have said and then send the manifesto um, as draft to, 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 to the people, um, you know, um, to just go through it and would share it and then say, okay, this is what um, the people, this is for real what people said. Okay, mm. this one. This is what they said. So, yeah, there was a lot of community engagement that work, uh, that um, went into the crafting of the People's Manifesto. So, what inspired this approach? Well, when we were starting or when we were conceiving Rise in Zanzi, from the very first word go, on the 26th of November, 2022, we had the People's convention. Mm. 
There was no rise in Zanzi. They were just concerned people. So we met and we went through issues and we discovered that somebody in Soweto, in Tembisa, Fort Loras, uh, Port Elizabeth, Ntata, and East London are experiencing the same thing mm. as the one in Soshanguve, in Kiani, you know, and Muchabelo. We were just experiencing similar problems. So from there, with one voice, people said, rise, Zanzi, rise. Even the very first, uh, even the very name of the organization, it was rising Zanzi. Now, in that room mm. were people from all walks of life. There were professionals. Mm. There were people from the religious sector, from the community-based organization, you know, your civic society, your, you name them. All South Africans were represented. So that approach inspired us mm. that if you want um, anything to work in South Africa right now, go to the people, ask the people. They know what the problem is. And another thing is we've watched um, political parties presenting the manifestos, you know, the mm. traditional way. They sit in boardrooms. Yes. They, they deliberate among the, themselves what they believe to be the issues of South Africa. And they understand them because even the way the parliament is, con- is, co- is constituted, you know, um, they sit there. After we vote as the public, they sit there, you know. Mm. There's little public participation in terms of what exactly are the issues that are priorities, you know. Yes. So what inspired us was to discover that there are mismatched priorities at local uh, government level at provincial and at national mm. in terms of what the ordinary people of South Africa desire. So what what, what actually um, constitutes to this uh, mixed match there? Because, I mean, uh, you are there and uh, those other leaders are also there. And um, as you, can, you, you are saying right here, the collective voice that you have heard, uh, where does the mismatch ca- uh, uh, come in here? The mismatch, I will tell you what the mismatch, I will simplify it for you. Mm. I'm from Dungeon Village. I live in Dungeon Village. Mm. And the communities belong to the local government, to the local or district or metro um, municipalities. Now, if, as Pumlangesi from Dungeon Village, mm. I have a representative in parliament who has never set foot in Dangan village, who is feeding him or her the priorities of this community in the Buffalo City Metro, in Dangan village, in Parkside, in, 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 in um, Buffalo Flats, in the rural, um, deep rural areas, in Neha, in Nahuni, in Kweleha, who is feeding them the priorities? And this is how you see a mismatch. Mm. Right in the middle of um, a town or there by the beach in an area that is a tourism attraction in a place where it's supposed to be a creation employment um, vehicle. You find one project called a recreational something costing 110 million, generating not even <laughs> 10 rand on a daily basis. Yeah. No employment um, that has been created, which means the people who sat in the boardroom, who conceived that project, only looked at one thing, 
the aesthetic nature of the project, how it will beautify the beachfront, but not how it will generate income for the unemployed young people and women and those who do not belong, belong above, uh, be, below 35 and above 60. Mm. That is your unemployed um, people. So that's a mismatch of priorities mm. and not maximum public participation. All right. Actually, I heard um, your leader, um, the, I mean, rather the leader of Rise Mzansi, saying that South Africa will not go to the dogs and not while we are all still breathing. We will not surrender to the um, Amasela, Imigodoi, and all those kind of things. I was like, okay. So, but we are not going to go there right now. I just want us to go back to yeah. the manifesto itself. Um, the People's Manifesto covers five uh, core areas, which I, I think I've highlighted earlier on. Looking at leadership, governance, keeping people safe, economy and jobs, and uh, many other things. Just elaborate here on these areas and why they were chosen. Whenever we went around in this town hall conversation, safety was an issue, particularly among women they would say, we are not safe in our own community. We can't carry ourselves home. We can't, um, we must be indoors by, a, you know, a certain time. Then you go to other areas. You say, but guys, we can't wait for the government to give us grants. Uh, do something. They say, no, we can do something but the criminal um, activities around our township, villages, cities, and, and rural areas. There are criminal elements. And when we report this at, at, um, with the powers that be, nothing gets done that much. Mm. You see? Mm. Um, so these are the concerns of the people. They came about as the concerns of the people. There's no respect for the law. You see, people do as they wish nowadays. We, we know that um, in the former trans sky, buses that need to bus people from the areas like um, Nobo, areas like Aijujwa, they mm. no longer stop there to take commuters to Cape Town. People must come from Aijujwa in, um, in the deep rural with, um, they, they, they must, you know, you know, if somebody is carrying like a, big uh, bag, already mm. you're going to Cape Town, mm. get into a taxi. Mm. You see? So these are the nitty-gritties. It, 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 instead of the people working together, and um, like, they call themselves the public transport, but we all know that there is no public transport like that. There's a, they are privately owned. Mm. So Rise and Zanzi, listen to all these things. Hence, you'll find us in our manifesto, we are talking about real public transport because it's not public because the interests are in it's for those who own the vehicles who own the transport when they decide that people of Ngobo must go and catch uh, buses in Komani nothing can be done because it's not in public interest mm. you know it's I've... always what is it in what what's in it for us Mm. So I do understand that, uh, you know, we do have all these uh, manifestos that are being drafted by the political parties and um, it's just a document, I mean, to other people, right? While to, yes. to you, it would be like a roadmap on what you want to achieve, um, you know, uh, if, if you are taken to, to, to power. 
And with that, we have heard many people speaking about the believability of uh, the manifestos that are being uh, pro- uh, presented. And uh, this one here uh, is one of them as well, which has been criticized by other people saying that it needs to be believable. So how does the Rise in Zanzi plan to implement the strategies outlined in the People's Manifesto? Okay. Um, first of all, you know, when we voted uh, in 1994, we had one thing in mind, away with the government of oppression. So any manifesto that gets presented now, Rise Zanzi manifesto included, it needs people who know exactly what are they voting for. Pre-1994, we were not sure of um, what the ANC government would do. What we knew is that these are the people who are fighting for our interests. We had faith in them. We voted them by faith. 30 years later, they have shown us that actually it's, it's, it's not doable. They, they can't change everything they promised to change. So as Rising Zanzi, we are appealing to South African citizens the same faith that we applied, the same confidence we placed in our leaders. And this time around, they have apples and bananas to compare because as Rising Zanzi, we are saying, test us. The ANC government has showed us that it doesn't want to be accountable through its policies. We are saying as Rising Zanzi, through our policy of transparency and accountability, uh, whereby we will take leaders from where we, we've conversed and where we've preached the manifesto to come on board and implement. If you look at the first one, it says leadership, governance, and implementation. Who can better implement a manifesto that people had a voice in than the people who own those voices? So that's one different thing about rising Zanzi. Okay. Whilst we will have the rising Zanzi champions, that is the people who are within Rising Zanzi being part of the implementation team. The people who work with us, the professionals, the skilled people, the, ex- the ones with expertise in the different sectors of South African government, they will be part of implementation because a project can be good on paper. If implementers have their own motive, then it's a sad story. So we are appealing to the South Africans to test us the same way we tested the Gov- um, the ANC government in 1994 and it's given them 30 years to do so. I do believe that uh, most of uh, the political parties that we have right now, they were born from the ANC itself and um, I mean many many of you have been part of the same uh, you are calling oppressors. Yeah, how is it going to be different this time around? Um, Rising Zanzi here is the advantage. We are no breakaway party from any party. We are a new political movement comprised of civil society, professional bodies, um, interested South Africans, ordinary South Africans who want change. That's advantage number one. We are not politicians. I'm not a politician. I'm a pastor. I come from community development space. I'm a community development specialist. I've been working with communities since 1994 as a teacher, and I've been working as a 
community development, um, specialist coordinating programs of orphaned and vulnerable children, working with young girls and women, 38,000 young women and girls of BCM. So I've got my foot in the community development space, which means um, at the core of my being is an implementer, which is what is um, glaring at, within Rise and Zanzi. That's what's different about us. We don't just talk. Mm. We do. All right. Even though we are not in the government already, mm. we do the things that the government should be doing. You know, Songa Zazibi, your national leader, has called on everyone to connect with uh, South Africans daily. Yeah, that's quite a huge, uh, you know, um, I can say, uh, promise there that needs to be done. But how does Rise Zanzi plan to achieve this? I mean, connecting with South Africans daily. South Africans are in, in, in our community. They are where we stay. We cannot leave our local areas and go all over the show telling the South Africans to vote for us. I'm leading uh, a team here in the Eastern Cape. We have Nelson Mandela Bay. There's an area lead there. Zandi is working with the people of Nelson Mandela Bay. I don't interfere with what he's doing. He knows his community is best. We've got a leader, uh, Mr. Kweta, in the KSD area, who is um, helping and, and, and supporting the work of Rise and Zanzi there in KSD, Mshonjo, Alfred Nzo, and in Uza Hill. He is leading in those communities where there are volunteers. Uh, Rise and Zanzi works on a voluntary system. There are no employees in Rise and Zanzi. There are volunteers from the national leader to the organizer on the ground. I work at BCM. I'm stationed in BCM. I work with local field organizers in different wards, in various wards. Not many wards. BCM has 50 wards. And we're not um, across 50 wards. We are where we believe we can make an impact. Coming back to your vision, right? You have a very broad vision to build a new society um, that is founded on the values of uh, freedom, uh, looking at equality, justice, solidarity, and integrity. I would like uh, for you to share with us here more about this vision, if you can. Okay. I I want to zoom on one of those things. Solidarity, we know. To build a South Africa we want and deserve, we need to play the role of unifying South Africa. At Rise and Zanzi, you will not any day find a language that divides South Africans. South Africa belongs to everyone in it. What's important is to have legal occupants in South Africa, and that is within the government system. Mm-hmm. We need a system that is going to make sure that our land is safe and is free. I want to talk about freedom because the current political climate and the politics that uh, people understand, uh, most people, let me say, mm. they kind of um, infringe on the right to freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of movement. Currently, we have some of our Rising Zanzi volunteers intimidated in some of the areas. There is a system of abandoning my people. When we look for for community amenities, when we pitch up in community halls, we are asked if the councillor is aware that we are in that space. That's an infringement on freedom, freedom of movement. Now we find ourselves unable 
sometimes to hold meetings in space in communities where community assets, buildings and everything are funded by public money, taxpayers' money. But the political um, thing, I don't even want to call it education, literacy that's been around is that if there is this kind of, um, or there is this party that's dom- that dominates in, in, in this um municipality or in this world in this community then only the people of those uh, that politically political party are important mm. we seek to do away with that when we go to the vote we can all canvas for our parties of choice post election as the leader of the community you service all citizens mm. all right so, so looking- we want to enforce that Okay, Gustav, looking ahead now, what are the key milestones and uh, timelines? Because we need to hold you accountable if uh, these things are not achieved uh, right on time. So I'm looking at the key milestones and the timelines that uh, Rise Mzansa has said for implementation of the People's, People's Manifesto. And how can the public stay informed and engaged in, the, in this progress? Okay. Uh we are we are not um we are not going to force the people to come on board but what we are doing on a daily basis is to go out there and present our manifesto and present our story and engage communities we 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 went to them before we are going back them to have this conversation it's going to be conversation until the morning of elections it's going to be engagement it's going to be micro actions working with the people we've got um we've got projects that people said we want to do this in our communities rise in zanzi believe in so in social democracy mm. that is a democracy that considers that people are not equal. We are a very unequal society as South Africa. And Raisin Zanzi wants to introduce a concept of the have being comfortable with parting um, with their money such that they see what it does for the have not. That is our message to the people. It is for the people to understand what Raisin Zanzi politics is about. Because I believe that we, we know that people currently, they vote with their hearts. Mm. Okay. All right. People vote with hearts. <laughs> so we've got to write to their hearts too. All right. I was looking for the timelines there, but it's fine because of the time. Um, we are, I believe that um, next time we are going to be having the very same conversations now uh, with, uh, you know, like the implementations already uh, being taken and all those kind of things. But uh, thank you very much, ma'am, for your time. And I uh, would really appreciate Okay, so oh, thank you, thank you so much. No, the timelines, um, they are there. Every day is a rise in Zanzi visibility day. It's a rise in Zanzi day, one day at a time. We don't want to overcommit. We don't promise anything, but I'm telling you, we will get there. Okay, it's a good thing that you say you don't promise anything because, hey, these promises, you know, they'll come back to bite you.
Yes, yes. No, no, no. As rising Zanzi, we promise nothing except our integrity, our accountability, our availability, and our inclusiveness. All right. Thank you very much once again. Thank you so much, Shafiq. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that was um, Pum Langesi, the convener of Rise Mzansi Eastern Cape, as we explored, uh, you know, the transformative journey outlined in the People's Manifesto there. And, uh, yeah, we thank Assis Pumla for sharing uh, the vision and also commitment to building a South Africa.